All right. Fifth episode, boys. And this is a very special episode tonight. Does anybody have an idea why? Uh, first television movie? There's that. Okay. And uh, it's the first time we've all been on together. Oh! oh we got a full house. <laughs> yeah. The whole body. We got the backbone. We got the brain. We got the other parts that I can't remember. The Capitan. Yes. <laughs> Capitan. And the thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that means. I asked Alex if he wanted to be the mustard man. He said... No. He said no, he didn't want, want to be the mustard man. But you're the mustard man in my heart. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Thoughtful, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. It was actually funny today. I was I came back from the store and I shut my fridge door after doing something and I heard something fall down. Something slid out of like the little side panel and I looked and it was a single jar of mustard. Oh wow. no. It was like, it was like foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Did it break? <laughs> no, it didn't. Ooh. Mustard is strong. <laughs> All right. Well, great. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know where I'm going. Good story. With this. Yeah, so what good. do we got here, guys? <laughs> All right. Tonight we have the HBO movie. HBO slash BBC movie. That is true. Hostile Waters. Wow. It's okay. What What do you guys think about it? I, oh, I well, we're jumping, it. jumping ahead. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah sorry. We're really we're jumping jumping a little bit ahead. But, right. I mean, it is, uh, I mean, the way I had seen it was that it was a Martin Sheen vehicle, but his picture's on, like, the front cover of the movie, but uh, was surprised to find he is barely in this thing. Yeah, uh, right. that's true. I don't even know why he was in it. Like, what was in it? Why, why would they have him take a role where he... It has like two nothing. different lines. Yeah, I, I, he, I literally think he he filmed his part in a week. Probably it, it was it was that quick. <laughs> it, he was hardly yeah. in it. You think it could have even just been an afternoon? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It could have yeah, ca- even been. Yeah, they, they caught him a on face. a tour. Uh, they caught him on a tour of a submarine, and we're like, wait, <laughs> hold up, one, s- stay here for one second. Yeah. <laughs> they went, they went to we're a gas a station and bought that like navy hat yeah. that he wore, and then threw him on the movie. It's like when he comes back from shaving. That's literally him coming back from shaving. Like, wait, what's up? <laughs> oh my word! Oh shit! So this movie is. We'll just start with the uh, the beginning quotes. Of this movie. Oh yeah, they similar similar to the last one Zach was on. This time you watched it though, yes, uh, where I it did. opens up with some uh, some information. Yep. So to... it kind of it kind of sets the mood for what's going on. October 11th, 1986, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev scheduled a peace summit in Reykjavik, Iceland. Among the issues to be addressed was the increasingly dangerous game of cat and mouse, played by Soviet and American nuclear subs in the North Atlantic. A few days before the summit, an accident occurred off the east coast of the United States, which jeopardized plans for this historic meeting and threatened the lives of millions of Americans. The following drama is a reconstruction of those events. It is based on the accounts of men involved in interviews with high-ranking officials in both the Soviet and American naval forces. To this day, the U.S. government denies the accident occurred. Similar plot. Similar (laughs) plot, 
to, to crimson everything to, crim to crimson tide <laughs> to all the US films we watch <laughs> yeah right <laughs> nothing new here yeah this was the first movie i can say off the bat first movie without a mutiny or an attempted mutiny which i was yep. disappointed in yeah which is too bad uh i mean i think part of it was because they it was really very straightforward like they didn't they didn't kind of go those typical routes of the submarine. It really was just a retelling of some events or whatever. Right. But yeah, first no mutiny, no crush depth. Like, come on. But this is the no. first movie we actually got to see something go into crush depth. Yeah, that's true. And well, no, no, no. We saw... Were you talking about at the, crushed end, up at the or? end? Oh. At the end. Oh, uh, well, yeah. But nobody, nobody Fan Phantom it. straight up went down crush depth. I mean, they were uh, crushed to death. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's true. We don't know. <laughs> Nobody it was all really mystery knows at the, the end. Um, but there's no mention of fish either. And yeah, no, fish. no fish. So the no three things—the three things that we are have been pretty consistent—totally not in hostile waters. <sighs> Disappointing. It's already yeah. It's already you know starting in a bad spot. Now guys, 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 slow down. There is a parakeet. That's true. <laughs> yes, I I thought of you when <laughs> as soon as they pulled that thing up. I'm like, does every submarine have a parakeet on it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, what was funny also is uh, I was watching, uh, speaking of fish, like fish, torpedoes being fish, I was uh, I was watching Stealth over the weekend, the one, the movie where it's like a, a stealth fighter that is controlled by a robot, robot stealth fighter. And this is one of your, the bad movies <clears throat> just, I was just watching it. I own it. Oh, okay. and, and at one point they shoot missiles trying to destroy this robot and they say, uh, birds in the sky. So they were saying birds for their missiles, fish uh -huh. for torpedoes. I was like, wow. Mm, what do you call sense. land ones? The land ones? I don't know. What would you call a missile from land? A fox. There we go. A fox. Well, no, they sometimes call them like eagles, don't they? Oh, I guess it's the same as a bird in the air then, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Eagle? Yeah, it's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> Common well, misconception. Yeah, yeah. But it actually is. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get going too far, I do want to say that I was reading up on the real accident that happened here in the Soviet submarine K-219. Although the movie doesn't show it, there was an actual mutiny where one of the officers actually had to kick the real captain out of power, and then the other officer had to take control of it. So, Are you serious? Yeah. And they so skipped that? They skipped that, it. That is they skipped it. Yep. Very much a shame. Yep. So that, but that was that had to have been on the that was on the Russian submarine. I'm assuming yes, it wasn't yes. like the Americans. <laughs> I mean, I yes. guess it could have been. They could have been pissed that the American Wouldn't captain wasn't going to sink it and then had a mutiny or something. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Given in light some of the trivia I have prepped for this, it's kind of interesting that that's uh, that's apparently what happened. Gosh. All right. Uh, shall we get into the the recap of this one? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I think our listeners are going to be happy because this recap probably won't take too long. It's pretty straightforward what happens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as you said, the major talks between the U.S. and Russia um, coming up in Iceland. And um, so, you know, things a little bit on edge already. Uh, interesting note as well. This was taking place around like October 8th, 1986. Very, very close to my birthday. I won't reveal what my birthday actually is, but very close to my mm. birthday. So I could have been destroyed in a nuclear explosion right before I was born. Well, that's true because yeah. Jamie is from the East Coast. Yeah, I would have been destroyed and I would have been melted. Or you could have been in the fallout and been like a mutant. Formed. Yeah. I'm even more of a mutant than I already am. I, c I could sum up the whole movie in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so K219, a Soviet sub, is hanging around Bermuda. Uh, uh, an American sub, the Aurora, catches wind of it, kind of sees it uh, on it, or hears the screws, as they would say, 
And uh, so they, they fall in behind it into the baffles where it's hard to discern that your own noise that you're making from outside noise. Um, but they don't, I mean, it's, you can still be found. The Russians kind of get a sense that they're there and they turn a crazy Ivan and they turn all the way around, which essentially is a, the way that you see something that's behind you. Right. And so the U.S. sub, you know, responds to this and moves out of the way. So they seem at a moment to be a little confused as to where each other are, whether there's even another sub there. Like they don't really totally know mm-hmm. the spacing of where they are. And in the end, they end up colliding. So at the, at the last moment, they kind of realize that there's a sub uh, nearby, the Americans, and they try to get out of the way, but they end up hitting the, the Soviet submarine and cause a huge amount of damage. Only uh, to the Soviet sub. Right, yeah. The U.S. sub's fine. Yeah. And the the Soviets also aren't totally sure they were hit a sub or not. They even say at one point, like, maybe it was a dead whale or something like that, right? Did that happen? I think that was in this one. I'm trying to remember. There's so many submarine movies we watch now that could have been another submarine movie. <laughs> and uh, they... Uh, uh, it opens up um, and fills their missile bay, uh, starts filling their missile bay with water, and it mixes with some of the chemicals there and starts releasing some poisonous gas. Yep. So that's like the first emergency that happens uh, in the movie. Yes. That's reminiscent of Phantom. Yeah, yeah. They, I think it, it's probably going to be – we're going to see it a bunch of different times. Oh, we probably will. And uh, and so um, they try to take care of all this. They they you know there's too much kind of vapor. They're trying to fix it, and so um, in the process of closing, trying to close the fix the the problem, um, they cause some sparks and they light the the missile bay on fire. So now there's like a raging inferno on the in their missile bay, which obviously is a bit of a problem because it's filled with uh, missiles. Right. Yeah. And so they rise to the top. Of the water. Because they need they to open the em- vents. Emergency surface. And that's where we get shots of, like, Martin Sheen, who's looking at her like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> right. there's a boomer surfaced. Yeah. And it's, like, such, apparently it's, like, such a rare thing to actually have happen. Because no one wants to be seen at all yep. if you're one of these top secret. That And the hatch was open, too. So it looked like he was ready to fire. Yeah, but, so yeah, they, the were trying to vent, they were trying to vent all the smoke, so they opened their missile hatches, and they're, like, freaking the fuck out. Right, because yeah. they know on that sub they have a bunch of nuclear warheads. Yeah. <laughs> they can, like, yeah. They're w- well within striking distance of the U.S. Yeah, and they're trying to say, oh, don't worry. I mean, it's just a fire. They're trying to put it out. They're trying to put it out, but even they know, like, it doesn't matter if they launch or not. Also, if there's a raging inferno in the missile bay. It like, could that, cause that, the missiles yeah, to launch. Yeah, that could not, not a good thing. Right. And we get some glimpses into American headquarters, and they're kind of seeing that all the other submarines and ships that they know of start the turning, Soviet, the yeah, Soviet, Soviet ones. ones start turning towards one location, and so they start to get a little nervous and trying to figure out what's happening over in that direction. And you get some glimpse into Russia as well, where they they have no communication, um, direct communication with the uh, uh, the submarine. They they can send some like faxes basically back and forth, right? And they pull in the um, the captain's old XO. Yeah, to get a better see, sense. Yeah. yeah, to see who yeah. he kind of is. I was going to handle this type of situation. Right. And he's like, oh, he's the best guy you want in this situation. Yeah, and this is, again, another, just take note of that for what comes up later. They keep on talking about how he's amazing. Oh, right. you'll know he's he's going to be able to figure this out. If there's someone who's going to keep calm in this situation, this is the guy. So on, so on, so on. So just take note of that. Okay. Very complimentary of this Russian yes. submarine captain. Yes. Okay. And, and so, so, yeah. He, he has a 
really two decisions that he can make because he says with this sub, he's like, one, we can either abandon ship, yeah. sink this thing, and let the uh, Americans you know, rescue slash capture us, or we can either dive underwater with our hatches open, try to let water flood in, put the fire out, but only do it enough so that we can resurface which sounds pretty suicidal. Yeah, but, and, uh, and Martin Sheen agreed in his scene where he was like, <laughs> again, basically his two lines are like, no fucking way. <laughs> right. Maybe that was him them recording it, asking him to be in the movie. He's like, no way. This can't be happening. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> no, perfect. Come Wait, on, what? Come on, you're already here. But, uh, yeah, so they, they end up doing it. They, they communicate to Russia. Russia's like, again, no fucking way. But one guy in the room's like, no, they can do it, just they can't do it for too long. Uh, they can only do it for three minutes. And right. they decide, we're going to be safe. We're going to do it for two minutes. And so they die for two minutes. Yeah. Well, the, the heads of Russia said there is no way we're going to let them get rescued by right. the yeah, Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want that. Right. So they do this kind of super risky thing. They dive. They come back up. And everyone's super thrilled because they've put out the fire. Like they were so, so raging inferno. Gas was everywhere. The walls were melting. That's how hot it was. Right. And so they put it out, and they're like, "We're amazing. This is amazing. Uh, you know, let's get the rescue." Oh, and there was a, there's another emergency. Everything starts going you know crazy again. Oh, because the nuclear reactors yeah start having a problem, and there could potentially be a nuclear meltdown. Yeah. So basically, they're they're all. They're all levels of fuck. So they, their, they, their reactor can't cool anymore. Something got damaged, so they're not getting coolant. In the fire, they couldn't. Uh, they lost control of the cables. Yeah, they yeah, burned yeah. up and melted. So they had to go down and manually lower these rods in a nuclear reactor. Yeah. To stop the was it pressure or something that was building down there? Well, the, no, the pressure the is what trapped the guy. Yeah, the temperature oh, was temperature. the problem. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a meltdown. I think it's called a scram when they insert those rods. Well, there we go. Wow. Look at this guy. <laughs> Looking that up right now? No, Dude, I'm, are you a, I've known Are you that. a nuclear physicist? No, I'm not. Um, well, My that's name's Alex. <laughs> I am a scientist. <laughs> but I am um, a scientist. <laughs> uh, and so they, they basically are like, okay, this one guy who definitely knows what he's doing, you got to go in there. And the guy's like, fine. And they're like, who else should go in there? And they're like, who's the youngest? And they have this guy, Sergey, who has already played the hero. Like, he was kind of the hero before. He was helping put out fires and stuff like that. He was also kind of a dick. He was, like, throwing shit at the at In the, the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, like, he's just kind of... It's supposed to be that he's... Him and this other guy are the young... The two youngest people on it. Yeah, he's friends with Mary from Lord of the Rings. Right, yeah. Dominic Monaghan. Yes. And, uh, and so they're like, Sergey, you're definitely going in. And, of course, he looks at it like, I'm definitely dying. Like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And so... But he goes in because it's his duty. Duty to Mother Russia. And he heads in there, and that one guy is putting down the rods, and he's like huffing and puffing. He's like, yeah, they really showed his face. Yeah, um, really I thought he was sweating. gonna. What I thought was gonna happen, he's gonna have a heart attack because it looked like I he was gonna too. have a heart attack. And the, but instead, he just uses up all his oxygen. They have very little oxygen. That's mm-hmm. why they could only have two people go in. And so um, he uses up all his oxygen because he's huffing and puffing, and they have to take him out. But they've basically lowered three out of the four. By the time right. they get him out of there. Something that I thought was amazing here is he collapsed yeah. because he had no oxygen left. But then he's able to climb up a ladder. I guess 
when your life's on the line. Yeah, you I think do that's amazing yeah. things. Yeah. But I was like, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, he's like, I have to head back in there. But the pressure's building. So there's a pressure discrepancy between the two compartments and it's going to hold the door shut. And so they're like, we got to, we got to, you know, rescue the pressure. But the guy who's in charge of all the valves is like, we can't deal with that shit right now. Like this is, it's more important that he puts those rods down and right. like trying to <clears throat> equal, equalize the pressure is putting more people in danger. So sorry, like not sorry. Like you have to go back in. You're probably going to die. That's it. And so he goes back in, he lowers the rods. He's a hero. They try to get him out and they can't, and they just can't. No, it's not possible. And then at this point, the movie is Felt like it was over. It could have been yeah. over right there. Yeah. Because the rods are down, whatever, and sub's safe, and all the other Soviet boats come in, and they rescue them. But then the movie just keeps going. Yeah, it keeps on. And they're like, hooray. Oh, it's too bad that guy died, but hooray. And by the way, just to know, this was the, was there another death? I'm trying to remember. Was Not the, in the movie. This was the only one they showed, right? In the movie. Okay. Right. Yeah, in the movie. I, I believe so, yeah. Because on the internet, they said that two that they only showed two people die in this film. And I was like, what? Only one person died in this film, I believe. But. I don't recall another I don't know. person. In reality, six people died in the actual incident. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <clears throat> and so anyways, they're, again, happy but sad that this guy died. They call in. The, the ships have arrived. The Russian ships have arrived they call them closer because with the reactor going haywire, they couldn't they couldn't have them come too close to the submarine, and so they cut them closer. He goes down. He gets a picture of his wife. He's the last one on board. Um, the captain cap- captain's the last one off. They all get off. They get on this ship, and then they're flown home. And we get a uh, we get a glimpse of them at the end, kind of getting medals. And one of the guys is. Well, know, they keep calling out the guy's name who died. Yeah, and they're like still on active duty. And then we get some (laughs) other things. There was some weird, some real weird stuff with the American perspective. Like there was no reason for it, even at the end. I don't even. I don't add anything. I'm not sure what they were trying to say. It was almost like the reverse of Crimson Tide, where it's like they should. We should have definitely sunk those motherfuckers. And it's like, wait, really? And it's a a bunch of characters come along, being like, if we did this right, we would have sunk them. Like instinct says, we should have sunk them. And at the end, even one of the characters comes to another character and is like. You seem down. Everyone else seems happy, and sh- the, the she's like, "Well, it's you know, it's not something to be happy about." And he kind of is like, "Yeah, because we should have sunk him or whatever." And she's like, "No, because there's a million like nuclear reactors floating around in the ocean right now. Like, that's a concern. I'm concerned about that." Right. And he's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were also concerned that we should have just sunk them." <laughs> I was like, "No." But yeah, no, like a bunch of the Americans are yelling at each other, like, we need to sink these, we gotta sink these guys, we gotta kill these people. Right, even after they're already off the ship. Like like, all these politicians, you're in, you know, you're in charge, but really it needs like a military man to have the guts to sink them. And then, you know, at the end, even when, you know, it's good that they didn't sink these innocent people, they kind of turned them like... That could have turned out much worse. We should have sunk them. <laughs> like they really were harping on. Yeah. Like it didn't turn out bad. It could have, but man, if we could do it all over again, I would have just blown those guys yeah. out of the water. Yeah, maybe that's why the U.S. Navy wasn't so keen on the film. It was mo- most of the information came from the Russian side of stuff, from Did what it? I understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why. Like Martin Sheen's only in it for maybe less than a minute. Total. Yeah. <laughs> they have know. one page of notes from one U.S. Navy <laughs> yeah. guy. Huh. Just, yeah, we were there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> like, okay. You know what? So Martin, Sh- Martin Sheen sees it. Hmm. I was just thinking, guys, I think there was a second death. 
I don't know, this is like five minutes later now, but it was no, that guy good, who, yeah. it was this guy that was getting his eye checked out from the beginning, the one that was originally trying to fix the leak at the beginning. Oh, and then yes. he was going to see his doctor and his eye was all messed up. They just said oh. that he died, but I don't think they showed it in the movie. What, that he died in like the fires, fighting the fires? Or? Right, I think so. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, he died when they, they pulled him out and he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think okay. you're right. All right. Um, although I might be confusing that with Crimson Tide where they were also fighting a fire. Someone was pulled out of it and died immediately afterwards. That's because he was obese. That was, yeah. It wasn't because of the fire. It was because he was obese. Okay. Yes. Now get out of here. <laughs> oh, and I didn't mention all the times that Martin Sheen just pulled out his beautiful dick. Yeah, oh, that's true. I missed out. That's my chance. <laughs> it's no, real. It's like the night. Really, still the nicest dick. Left. Yeah, no, he didn't. He's never, never nominated for an Oscar. Never won an Oscar, but he's got his award right there. And he pulls it out and he shows Wonderful. it when he's captain. Good lord. Yeah. I mean, that's the movie in a nutshell, really. I that's mean, it. Yeah. There's not. There's not much to it. It is a TV movie, ninety minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know, gets in, gets out. It's more about just them dealing with all the shit that's going wrong on the Soviet sub, and U.S. wants to sink them. Should have. Yeah, let's get to the interesting part. What did people think of this? Because I feel like there is some disagreement here. I like the movie. I I actually did like it. It was kind of suspenseful. You know, Mm -hmm. I was trying to put myself in their shoes. Like, if this really was a true experience and this really did happen like it's pretty suspenseful and i think the movie did an okay job of capturing that you know it's one problem after another which always seems to happen in submarines but it's true it was pretty suspenseful and i liked it yeah okay other side i i don't think so i was not the biggest fan i thought it was very slow moving uh but i do understand what you're talking about with the fires and all that stuff, it would be very stressful if you were involved in it. But I, there's certain things I've come to expect out of a sub movie. And this is where I kind of agree with this. Like, I think there's a lot of praise to be given for being very straightforward with a story and not getting caught up in some extra, like, love story or whatever. But, like, we haven't you had don't, that. I oh, know. We, we kind of did in Down Periscope. That's true. But, like, I, I I think with submarine movies, as we've seen, that doesn't happen very often. The side stories aren't like, they're not like they're no fun no love stories or whatever. They're usually right. mutinies and shooting torpedoes at shit. And we kind of missed that. that in this one. It was very straightforward. Just here are two emergencies. Here's how they dealt with them. And from that point of view, it's, it's interesting, but it was missing a little bit of that extra. Right. <laughs> I mean, I do see where you're coming from, Alex, because- I can't imagine dealing with all that shit on a submarine. That'd be absolutely crazy. Yeah, and it had tension. I mean, it's similar in some ways to you know what I said about when we watched Phantom. Like, it had the it had the tension that you kind of want out of a film. Yeah. To be in, to to enjoy it through it. We talk about Phantom a lot. We yeah. do talk about Phantom a lot. But it's I, awesome. I I was actually thinking the other day we need to probably when this all winds down we watched all the submarine movies and and that's ever been made. Rewatch Phantom and just see all the different places that they've taken from that yes. unoriginal garbage that is Phantom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing that I thought was also kind of interesting in this is the the most of the Soviet sub had pretty good Russian accents. Oh yeah, yeah. The captain, which captain it, didn't really use one at all, which is really interesting because yeah. it's uh, Rucker Hauer, right? Yeah, and Rucker Hauer is born in the Netherlands. So it's not like, I mean, he could at least have put on a European accent. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe it was like, that would be horrible. But like, would an American audience really have known that there was so much difference between him putting on like a Russian, 
accent that's slightly Dutch? Like, no, no I wouldn't have known. No, he probably could no. do a pretty good Russian accent, better than I could do. So right. it was funny because yeah. he, I, I almost was like, Rutger Howard, what is he from, like, Brooklyn? I'm like, the Netherlands? Oh, right. <laughs> he's really not trying. <laughs> oh. Alex, can you do a Russian accent? Uh, no, I cannot, comrade. That was good. Did a Russian just step in here? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but to be honest with you, I, I really, that was one thing that always stuck out with me with Phantom was how it really pissed me off. No one had a Russian accent. But this one, like, it didn't, like, aside from the captain, I didn't even think twice about it. You know, they actually right. they actually put the effort into it. I liked it. They did. A for effort. And Zach, you have anything to add to this? I think uh, the movie captured the cold, dark, bleak feeling of life on a sub in the Cold War. And that's actually a good that's a good point. That's something that's brought up in the New York Times review for this uh, television program. I should say television program because it was not reviewed by their movie critics, but their TV critic. And uh, I think it was in this one, or maybe it was in the Variety Review, but they mentioned how they did a good job in this of showing how, like, the U.S. sub is kind of real nice and clean, and everyone's, like, looking pretty spiffy. And then you go to the Russian sub, and everyone's, like, dirty and gross and has eye infections. Did anybody else notice how Martin Sheen wasn't in a uniform at all? No, he's he was just a in, t-shirt. like, a, a blue sweater yeah, yeah. with, like, his shirt undone, like, underneath. That might be realistic. We don't know. It could be. What can you remember from your time serving in the Navy on the on the? Well, when I was involved in this incident, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we would never. I wouldn't. Talk um, about it. Yeah, but just to you know, kind of give a little background to you know what we're saying about this. It actually was pretty well reviewed by TV critics. I think maybe because you know back then TV was, you know, very different from movies. I think now. You know, if something was made, a, a submarine film was made, you know, for HBO, it'd be much higher quality than this. Mm. But like, I would think so. Yeah, this is like a TV film. So they talk about, you know, you know, HBO film disagrees, go straight to the action, not bothering to introduce lovable eccentricities uh, yeah, of the characters in emotional crisis uh, and things like that, which is kind of what we talked about. Just like not a lot of other stuff besides what's going on. But they kind of praise that. They say like it's, you know, other than like not like a Hallmark you know, show or something. They really had no attachment to any of these characters. No, it really is just it's just the the events. All right, it's really the events. But they said the emotion and suspense join hands, and the scenes that follow deliver first-rate dramatic tension. So they're they're really digging it. And the biggest thing they talk about is, you know, they like the quiet powerfulness of uh, Rucker Hauer, and then uh, Martin Sheen's. (laughs) This is my favorite one. Nothing much happens on the American sub, so Martin Sheen's role as a captain consists mainly of looking worried. But he does it with thrilling understatement <laughs> as he witnesses the Soviets' almost unbelievable actions. Like, what? Martin Sheen does none of that. <laughs> no. He's barely in this, and they probably should have just not bothered having right. such a notable actor. Save the money role. on him and maybe use it a little more on some better Yeah, I tried something. to figure out if he may have been cast as the Russian captain, but then was like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, I can't do an accent. I'm dealing with my son, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. I'm filming Spawn. Ever heard of it? Major blockbuster. <laughs> so, let's see. Let's do our sub ratings here, and then we'll get into some of the fun stuff. All righty. Uh, for this movie, I don't know. I'd have to... I'm like a 4.5-inch sub. It's not bad. It's not great. I'd give. I'd probably give it a... I'm going to give it a five. 
Go a half Ooh. inch bigger. Wow. One upper. Mm-hmm. Alex, how about you? I actually really liked it, but I also liked last week's 12 inch sub. I think <laughs> right, if we're doing it out of a 12 inch sub, last week I gave the movie we watched last week an eight, but I think this one's better. So I got to oh. give it a little bit better. So I'm going to go 8.4. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I really did like it. <laughs> it kept me, it kept me captivated. I, I didn't want to look at my phone. I didn't want to read anything else. I just sat there and I was into I it. So I really liked it. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. Dude, different folks, different strokes. Yeah. I'm right. going with the yep. big old six-inch sub. Wow. Six-incher, huh? Yep. Middle of the road. I'll never watch it again, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to keep it five. I'm going to keep it five. I'm going to keep my word. Is. We're all over the place on this one. Usually, we're all pretty consistent. Yeah, this is, a, this is one that I think uh, for our loyal listeners out there who definitely listen to this podcast... Um, you know, maybe this one's to check out. Form your own opinion. Right. Don't yeah, let us. Absolutely. Don't let us, you know, Sweat paint, you paint, yeah. The other. All those listeners, make sure you vote for the who you agree with the most. <laughs> Hashtag backbone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag brain. Hashtag mustard man. <laughs> Hashtag not mustard man. <laughs> that yeah. could be your new intro. I mean, no. And Alex, not the mustard man. <laughs> Not the mustard man. <laughs> I gotta say, I would have given it probably six or seven inches if Martin Sheen took out his dick a little bit more. Just that one time, right? It just really was a disappointment this time. Something I also would, which we haven't even seen. How did I? How did I even know he was the captain? His dick wasn't out most of the time. It's true. Could have been anybody. It could have been anyone. He yeah. could have just been the sonar guy while the captain was like taking a poop. Yeah, and it was weird too because one time the sonar guy had his dick out, and I was like, "Is he the captain now?" I'm confused. Yeah, Captain doesn't check out sonar. Yeah, it's weird. God, I do wish that we would see in one of these Cold War movies, um, just on their sub, to have a set of Russian nesting dolls. Just as like a, just to make sure you just, understood. Just like, <laughs> just like in the background somewhere, like in the captain's quarters, where there's some scene. You're like, wait, why does he have those? I'm like, oh duh. Because he's that's, Russian. That's all they play Russian. with over there. No, it's the same. It's the same point that I was just making with the the dick out. So I know he's the captain. You want right. to see some Russian nest and also you know you're on the Russian submarine. Right. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah. They should have those hats too. Those furry hats on. Oh yes. What else is Russian? What were you saying? Alex? Kind of live live bear I, on the submarine. I was gonna say. There was one. There was one scene though when uh, it was shot in the water and the submarines going by. You could see the big old red Russian star. So yes. that's how I knew it was Russian. That. And at the end, for whatever reason, the captain was wearing that pilot's jacket. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess sub-captains can wear that, too. But that had a lot of fur on it, so that's kind of rushing yeah. I think Rucker Howard just had a place to be after the filming. <laughs> He's already dressed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right, guys, let's just do this shot real quick. And... Can you take put, get back in the costume? <laughs> no, dude, I got a 12.30 tea time. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He just zooms off on a motorcycle. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I rent all my clubs. (laughs) Um, All right. So what's the next segment we're going to go into? Should we do, uh, do you want to do a little trivia? You want to do a little sub news? You want to do some Zach bags? Well, I think we should probably save the best for last. I know Jamie always hates when I do my segment. No, it's very interesting. I'm very interested in it. (laughs) So... Hang on. We, we, we can up. do news. 
I guess you got I news? Guess news. What's I guess the news? news? Do the news. All right. Well, this one's a little bit different um, as it's got more than just uh, submarines involved with it. Uh, this actually is news that's going back to one of the airplanes that disappeared back in 2014 from Malaysia. Oh, uh, wow. It, the Malaysia one. Yeah, and this is the one that uh, disappeared someplace off the coast of Australia. We're not exactly 100% sure where it's at. Anyways, several years later, the uh, uh, the search has been called off to try to find the remains of this airplane. Um, and I think one reason why is because it's already cost countries $160 million, and all they have found is just three little parts that have washed up on beaches. So wow. uh, there is a new... Uh, company, or I don't know how new they are or not, but a, a new company is getting involved with it, and they're out of Texas. Uh, they're called Ocean Infinity, and they've got a ship that can uh, carry little miniature submarine drones on it. And oh. from what I've from what I've gathered, they've got eight of these drones, and they can go down to twenty thousand feet. And that's, that's really so is deep. that the is that the crush depth twenty thousand feet? I, or are we talking like twenty thousand well, feet crush well, depth, but twenty thousand operating? Well, I really have no idea because I know the smaller the ship gets, it can go further down to the crush depth depending on how it's built. Because um, each different ship has a different crush depth. Uh, I'm sure ultimately there's some places out there where it's going to crush no matter what. But uh, from what <laughs> I understand, uh, these things can go down twenty thousand feet. So they've got eight of them. And they're going to start searching for them here. They're saying sometime here in January and February, depending on how the weather goes. So it's not really manned submarines, but this is something that they can get down there and work with to try to find uh, this plane that's been missing for over three years. How big uh, are these, Alex? I have no idea. Why? I was just wondering how, you know, are these like six, inch, six inches long or something that are like eight of them for the entire ocean? No, no, no. no. I oh, saw okay. a picture of it. I mean, they look pretty large, maybe like 10, 12 feet, maybe even longer than that. But, I mean, okay. we're not we're not talking like huge subs, just little <laughs> unmanned subs. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. So, I got a So how many torpedoes? How many torpedoes could it hold? I'm confused. Well, it, it, it <laughs> might even be the size of a torpedo. I don't know. <laughs> Man, they find some. Oh shit! There That's it is. That's an idea. They'll blow it up. They're just torpedoes. So, so, they have yeah. real subs with these in the subs, and they launch these out of the sub. Boom. Yes. So, so like sub drones and subs. Blown. Drone drone torpedoes. Yep. So. Yeah. So they're going to be able to uh, they're going to be able to search. It says for forty eight hours before they have to come back up and re- refuel or recharge. I'm not for sure how they run. Doesn't say. And um, the one thing I did think that was craziest about this is right now uh, the only way that they're going to get paid is if they actually do find something. Uh, significant. So right now, this company from Texas is going out there and doing this just to do it. They're not getting paid at all. But they're um, they're going to be searching so hard. And that's the kind of search you want. Because they're like, look, if we find it, we get paid. If we don't, exactly. we look yes. like a bunch of bums. Exactly. Like bums because you got our own subs. But it's like if you can find some a- company, some money, and they're just going to drop some shit over there. Yeah. And say they found it. <laughs> that very well could be. So, uh, um, other than that. I think um, they, hopefully they have some checks on that one. Yeah. You can't just throw random yeah. pieces of yeah. a plane in the ocean. Oh, yeah, here's some, uh, here's some uh, stuff like from another wreck. Chuck, <laughs> chuck it out there. So, uh, other than that, I mean, it's uh, kind of sub-news because they got these sub-drones now. I think that's um, definitely sub-news. 
Alex, that's the definition of sub news, yeah. bro. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I thought that was pretty interesting, especially since they're doing it for free off the bat. Uh, I figured that's not going to be cheap at all. But with the countries that are already involved, they've spent $160 million with nothing to it. Maybe having someone do it for free is not a bad idea. So, yeah, no kidding. That's it. That's my news. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, loved it. Yeah, that was great. I'm, a li- I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy because the president of the United States don't want to date the podcast too much but he was he tweeted out some stuff about a submarine i thought for sure that was going to be the news but i wouldn't have been very happy talking about it <laughs> i'm happy this one was made me much happier drone submarines come on that's pretty cool who doesn't love that all right so getting away from the news a little bit uh we've got subs worldwide and so this sub actually that i'm talking about today los angeles class oh, oh that might sound a little familiar yeah, call back. that's the sub <laughs> that they were using in the movie, the this Americans movie. were with Los Angeles class. Yeah, and wasn't that also the one in the? Uh, or no, he he had thought he was going to get the down in down periscope or something, right? Los Angeles. That's what class. he wanted. Yeah, yeah. But then he was going to get the Sea Wolf. Right, and the Sea Wolf actually comes after the Los Angeles. So. But they barely made it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is another nuclear fast power tech submarine built by the U.S. of A. What up? Uh, in 2017, there are 36 of these still in commission. Wow. And 26 have been retired now. These haven't been built in a while, so that's pretty good. These are actually the most common operated submarines in the world because uh, there's 36 of them in our fleet. And all the subs are named after U.S. cities with Ooh. one exception. And this broke a long-standing tradition of naming attack submarines after sea creatures. Whoa. You're not right. supposed to? Well, they used to name them after oh, sea creatures. Wouldn't that be cool to be like, oh, here's the USS Hammerhead. That would have been pretty slick. Ooh. Um they're 362 feet long. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess, in terms of length, whatever. Uh, Think about that. It's more than a football field, right? So, Think of a football field. Your submarine's longer than that. It's pretty crazy. Um, let's see what else. All right, so speed. When it's surface, it can travel at 20 knots. For you land mammals, it's 23 miles per hour. Submerged, officially, it's 20 knots, but unofficially, 33 knots or 37 miles per hour. Wasn't that just in this movie, them talking about uh, something about like a, a the the uh, sub moving and then being like, it's moving 20, mi- 20 knots or something like that? And like, oh, why is it going like that? And they're like, oh, yeah. well, it would be the maximum if they were surfaced. And they were like, wait, what? Oh, was that yeah. this one? Yeah, because they were going No, slower. it was this one. He, uh, yeah. They were. They said it was going 11 miles per hour, and they said it can go 20. And then the one U.S. captain or whatever, he says, not if they're surfaced, and they go yeah. 11. Another like callback. Look at this. Relevant. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, these subs um, can also carry. This is actually relevant to this movie. Well, actually, it was in the way the Russian sub was portrayed because I hadn't ever noticed anything like this. So it can carry 25 torpedo launch weapons. Mm. Tomahawk missiles can be fired from the torpedo tubes. But the last eight subs they built have 12 dedicated vertical launching platforms or tubes. And you notice that. And that Russian nuclear sub, although that's a totally different sub, but they had the missiles vertically. Yeah. And so that makes sense if you're going to do, like, sea-to-air type stuff. Yeah, you'd have to. Yes. These are powered by light water reactors capable of generating 35,000 horsepower. The ship endurance was only 90 days, and it needs refueling after, well, it says refueling after 30 years. <laughs> and in today's dollars... They cost $2.16 billion wow. to make, Jeez. which isn't 
It's not that far off from the Seawolf, but whatever. It was preceded by the Sturgeon class, and then it was ultimately... I wouldn't say made obsolete because we're still using them, but the Seawolf came after it. Yeah, and it was too expensive, so they still use the Los Angeles. Well, and they, then they went to the Virginia class. So, sorry, that's, that's I, I just woke worldwide. up. Yes, so <laughs> just I missed most knowledge of on you people. Um, no, I feel like we're. I feel like we learned a lot about different things. Like right off the bat, I'm like, come on, they had the Seawolf, but it was too expensive, so they only made a few of them. Right. We're learning stuff. We are. Now, Kyle, how come this one can only last 90 days? Because I've seen before, and I think even with the last one you did, uh, it said that it can go as long as they have food on there. So why is this one different? Can they not carry at least 90 days worth of food? That's what I was wondering, too, because it is a nuclear submarine, and they're supposed to be able to run indefinitely. This right. one, I'm not really sure. I'll have to look it up and get back to you on that in the next episode. Sounds good. How do they get air? They can go up. They use snorkel mode where they can put natural air into the ship. (laughs) I can't wait till we see that in the movie. Yeah, someone's going to be in snorkel mode. Guys, go to snorkel mode. We're going to snorkel mode. I think that's just what the regular mast is called, like the snorkel. So whenever they're submerged, they can just pop that thing up a little bit and they're in. some air. There's got to be some other way. Snap on some air. They can recycle air or something. But then all the older movies where everybody's smoking all the time, it wouldn't really work. <laughs> Alrighty, so should I go to uh, keep the best for last? Go to, go on to trivia. I keep Zach so. facts for the last one. All right. Oh, got to. Come on, it's so, so those much are fun. Like, those are like our favorites. Yeah. So, so okay. So I have five things. I had to make up a few because there's not much trivia about this. Um, not at all. Not like not like Zach facts, which are all real for sure. This one I had to make up some. <laughs> But uh, uh, this was a film film de- <laughs> film debut of Dominic Monaghan, who uh, played Mary in Lord of the Rings. So it really begged the question. So Rucker Howard plays Captain Britannoff in this. Mm-hmm. So of these different Lord of the Rings actors, do you think any of them would be a better captain? Let's start with uh, Elijah Wood. Now, keep in mind, at the time of filming, he would have been about 15 years old. But also yes. keep in mind... He is a child prodigy. Ooh. 15-year-old Elijah Wood as Captain Britannoff, a grizzled yeah. Russian captain of the submarine. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd pay to see it. You'd, you'd want to see it. I'd want to see yeah. it, but I don't think he'd do as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I probably think he, he might uh, might not have the experiences in life to be able to uh, portray the grizzled Russian captain particularly well. But... Actually, it'd probably give a whole creepy tone to the movie. Yeah, it'd been real weird. <laughs> no one year mentions old in the it. Song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, especially when he greets his somewhat elderly wife at the end. Um, okay. With his kid. Yeah, his <laughs> kid same age. Uh, okay, Orlando Bloom, heartthrob, Orlando Bloom. I don't think so. I don't think so. He, he played second fiddle too many times. You know, he's in Pirates of the Caribbean, but oh, Johnny Depp. He's in Lord of the Rings, but oh, everyone else in the movie, basically. Like now he's in this with Martin Sheen, international American superstar. Like, <laughs> come on. Keep in mind, Martin Sheen's on the screen for like a minute. Yeah, it would have overshadowed Orlando Bloom. That's been. the problem. Martin Sheen gets the Oscar. All right. So and then third, one, third up, one of our submarine favorites, Viggo Mortensen. He could do it. Yeah, he could do it. He's got the face. He does. I, 
Would he have the same haircut he had in Crimson Tide? Because he was uh, he was a lot different than I've ever seen him in anything else in Crimson Tide. He would have had a man bun. How about that he one? He had a man bun. Mm-hmm. Is that a no? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the first one that I think actually could be uh, Ian McKellen, Gandalf. Would he have been too old? Mm. As a no. grizzled, he probably would have been in reality, but Not for the movie, acting, Kyle, come on, I yeah. know. All right, yeah, yeah. CGI, he's, he's CGI, really that makeup, younger, make him look younger with makeup. <laughs> oh, like on Jackass, they do the old people suits, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Ian McKellen, they put a young person suit on. Yeah, that would been creepy. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I still, you're still hesitant. Okay, I you know what? No, I, I'm going to change my, I'm going to change my answer. I don't think he would be a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I feel like we're, I'm, I'm going to get you one of these times. I'm, I got two more to go. I feel like one, one of these, gonna, really one you're going to go. Um, okay, how about uh, could have been Aragorn, uh, Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Yes, you think that would have been good? Better Russian accent. <laughs> Anything's better with Nick. <laughs> That's true. That's. I will stand by that statement until <laughs> <laughs> the day I die. Well, we'll see with the U.S. as Indianapolis. Right. <laughs> then you might be singing a different tune. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and last but not least, Ed Harris. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> Perfect casting. Yes. He I basically played it. Like Phantom, G- he would have done it as well. Yeah. I thought you were going to have Gimli or something on there. No. Nope. I thought Gimli would have been great. <laughs> oh, same here. That's what I was thinking. Uh, what's the guy's name who played Gimli? I, I just saw him. He was in uh, in the name of the king of Dungeon Siege Tale. I was like, oh, uh, it's John Malkovich, right? There we go. John Malkovich <laughs> is not in that movie um, at all. Um, all right, number two. What about Peter Stormare? I think he would have been really good in this. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. I probably do by sight, but I don't know that name. Peter Stormare. Is that is that how you say it? Like Boromir. I'll show you. Um, okay, number two. I'm gonna go while you're looking that up. Uh, there was a concurrent book, so this is based on research done in a book that a book was called Hostile Waters by the same authors who did uh, K nineteen Widowmaker, the concurrent book for that one, mm. and it was released in the same week that it premiered on the BBC. Um, they didn't get writing credits, and I was very confused by that. I'm not sure how that was all worked out, but uh, one guy got a writing credit for adapting their research into a not uh, into a screenplay they made a film off of their i made a book off of their research as well so they each got different credits for the same research kind of uh number three is actually as we said actually oh yeah that would have been good peter yes. i'm seeing a picture of peter stormer now or is it stormer i think Stor- stormer stormer or something yes yeah that would have been good he's actually that would have been perfect casting He's the uh, he's so. the Russian uh, in uh, Armageddon. Armageddon. He's in Fargo. Same year. He's in everything. Yeah, he would crush it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, well reviewed at the time for TV. So we saw that New York Times. They were pretty happy about it. Chicago Tribune um, thought it was uh, thought it was very good. And then Variety also had a pretty good review with some things. The U.S. was not happy with the film. So the United States Navy category den- denied that they hit that sub. They did not hit that sub. <laughs> So I'm wondering if that's why the Martin Sheen character was a little underdeveloped, perhaps because the U.S. Navy was like, probably we did not hit that sub. Right. Is that why it was released by like BBC? Uh, no, I think I think it's just a, the research in the end. I think they got just more. They had more input from the Russians, so I think that's oh, probably okay. why them it ended up this way. It's like heavy on the Russian because more Russians were willing to talk, which is funny because my final one. Is that Captain Britannoff, the actual Captain Brit- Captain Britannoff, filed a suit in two thousand one 
claiming that Warner Bros. did not seek or receive his permission to use his story or character for the movie. Uh, he also claimed the movie did not portray the events accurately and made him look incompetent, which is why I wanted you to note, they seem very competent. When I, I had seen this this whole thing about one of the captains, right? I thought for sure it was Martin Sheen's actual captain because he was sitting there being like, we got to sink to sing. And the other guy had to be like, whoa, slow your roll. It's on yeah, fire. The was like, it's literally on fire. Like they just want to put out a fire. Right. And he's like, we got a fire on it. And so I thought for sure it was him. And I looked at like, wait, Captain Britain, he's like the hero. And yet he sued and he won and he won tens of thousands of dollars. There's no, it hasn't been actually disclosed how much it was. It probably was something like $50,000 or something. What's funny uh. is then you, you can find news articles on the Russian newspaper Pravda where they uh, talk about this suit and talk about the American blockbuster film Hostile Waters and how this, this captain won substantial damages from it. And then they go on to wow. say that many other Russians portrayed in American movies are looking to do the same thing. I was like, okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, <laughs> and then just to finish up, this is pretty easy, Six Degrees of Ed Harris. Try to get back from this movie uh, back to our beloved Ed Harris. Um, yes. Max von Sydow, who, who portrayed uh, Admiral uh, Chernobyl, um in Hostile Waters. He also portrayed uh, Ernst Stavro Blofield, the head of Spectre, in Never Say Never Again with Sean Connery. And we're right back in it. I mean, that Never Say right. Never Again had a submarine. And uh, Sean Connery is, of course, in The Re- Hunt for the Red October uh, with Sven Thorsen as the COB. Sven is also Her- Hans in, in Enemy Hands. And from there, we just follow the path that we've been taken. In Enemy Hands has been the key to multiple times. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That was getting easy back to Ed Harris. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's a child's play. I'm sure there's a couple different ways you could have done it on this one. Oh, though, no, there's a bunch of them, yeah. I've been tr- I'm trying to think right. of whether I want whether I want to write a computer algorithm to find the quickest path through <laughs> submarine films. <laughs> Pretty amazing. <laughs> to Ed Harris. How fast. Yeah. All right, and then on to... You know what? Oh, sorry. What are you saying? What? What are you saying? I, I was going to say one more thing. It was actually about how you said that uh, the captain, uh, Igor Britanov, he got sued. I actually thought that's kind of funny be- that they're pursuing or that he's claiming that Americans are making him look dumb because there was one scene in the movie when they were all still talking about what the captain, what he's going to be doing in that scene. And uh, they brought in this the old XO, the second guy before him, remember? Yeah. Yep. And they were saying, well, what would you do? What would you do? And uh, he's like, well, he's probably going down to put out the fire or whatever he said he was doing. And they said, but that's not what the Americans might not think. And the second guy that they brought in, they said, yeah, but we actually act off of instinct. And then they just kind of looked at each other and didn't say anything. <laughs> and they just kept on going. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a slight dig at uh, uh, Americans from what they said. Cause they yeah, they kept, the on, they kept on captains. saying it's like. They're kind of implying, like, unless they're, I mean, if they're dumb, they'll do yeah. this, but, you know, yeah. hopefully and they're not dumb. And then, of course, all the American generals in it, like, act all dumb. They're like, we should have sunk it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, That's why I could have yeah, so sworn maybe. I was going to read about how uh, Martin US, Sheen's yeah, character was the one suing. It's like, no, it's the guy who's, like, the hero and, like, made out to be, like, super smart and did all these, like, crazy risky moves. But I guess it's it's part of it is I guess losing track of the American submarine and getting hit. I think that's what probably that's what you probably didn't, like pull a crazy eye and then d- hit the USM. But if someone if someone did sue though, then wouldn't that be admittance that this finally did happen? So maybe there's a gag order on them that where they can't sue. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess to to prove substantial damages, he must have shown that he actually didn't give them permission and that it it was dramatized in some way from what the accounts were or something. I guess. So who knows? We'll never know. Probably. I don't know because I thought he I thought he looked like he looked like a real hero. It's yeah, the, I thought so the, too. The movie made him look like a real hero. Yeah, interesting. Right. Okay. Zach Facts. All right. Zach, Zach Facts. Facts. Zach Facts. Are you ready to get your fact on with Zach Dude, Facts? I'm never ready. Fact but me right now. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I did not do it this week. There you go. Liar. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Zach Facts. Number one. The opening titles cost over $50 million to develop. Yeah. No. Oh wait, <laughs> you tricked me. <laughs> I believe With it, all man. those Tron like all those Tron like lines. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. When they show all the different like, okay. spots. Yeah. I was yes, I was fast forwarding through that because I was like, my God. Well, how did you know like 1980? How did you know where everything? They probably was made that with a back. Yeah. <laughs> I went up, went to the bathroom, came back, and it was still on. I was like, God, these titles. <laughs> I really need to get a handle on Zach Fax because I immediately was like, no way, no way. (laughs) Fact number two. Martin Sheen's character was not supposed to have a white beard. This was because he developed an extreme cocaine addiction while filming. Fact. Wow. And so what, the cocaine made him think he looked really cool with a beard? (laughs) Or was the the beard, the beard, the beard was made of cocaine? Yep, it was just, he just went straight to filming. (laughs) Well, we could tell that. (laughs) He could tell he was just wigging out the whole time. Sick it. Sick the ship. (laughs) Probably got it from his son. Yeah, he's like sitting there screaming all these commands. He's like slamming all these buttons. We gotta sink (laughs) them. Fact number three. The parakeet is the brother of the parakeet from Crimson Tide. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. You guys are going to have to remind okay. me that the parakeet in Crimson Tide was also in like the missile area or something? Or where was it? I can't remember the parakeet. I just know he took it out and he had it on that plane on the all the way home and he walked out of the plane at the end of the movie still holding it. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> he had it all the way till the end. Mm-hmm. That's. <laughs> are there birds on every set? <laughs> I mean, I know there's like canaries in coal mines, but mines? are there? Yeah, well, you would think the whole yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it probably is a safety thing. All right. One of these days, we'll get a professional on this podcast that'll tell us. He's like, yeah, I was, I was the well, bird keeper we on a submarine. To have, yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were supposed to, ha- we were supposed to have the U.S. Navy's bird keeper today, but he got this snowstorm in the eastern United States, and he got screwed up his travel. Yeah, bird he got, flu. Yeah, he got no, he got stuck in uh, in Detroit. He's still sitting there. We tried to have him call oh in. It didn't work. Shout out to Detroit listeners. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The original title was going to be Impact in the Deep. But the director felt it was too similar to another movie being released the following year. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it if it was Impact in the Deep. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is losing it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
too close to another movie being released <laughs> next year. <laughs> he was releasing it first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next fact. Uh, we're almost at the end. The fire in the Russian sub was completely unscripted and filmed in one take. <laughs> that lines up with my fact about uh, about Martin Sheen. Right, it does. <laughs> Actually, the whole, the whole movie was improvised. <laughs> it's just a documentary about what happened on set and the terrible things that occurred. Oh, man. Can you imagine? That would be, it's like a Tropic Thunder-esque thing. We're not getting what we need out of Rucker Hauer here. <laughs> Light the thing. Light the goddamn thing on fire. Close the hatch. <laughs> See what he'll do. All right. And the last Zach fact of the day. I thought we were over. I was like, oh, man, that was the last Zach fact. This is it. Um, so uh, back when Martin Sheen decided to accept this role, it was either this role or Jack Dawson in Titanic. He thought this movie would land him an Oscar. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that scene in titanic where they're in the car right. and it's all fucking you see martin sheen in there. his face is all red like a tomato <laughs> you'd be like my god what am i watching uh, he's just there painting her naked <laughs> That would give it a whole different tone to that movie. Yeah, that would be weird. Oh, man. That would have been pretty great. And there you have it. Fact or fiction? You tell me. Fact. I, I That's do. what I say. I'd like Sack to believe facts. facts. Yep. Facts. You're not, a li- you're not a liar, are you? Zach does not lie. Fact. Fact. Wait. Wait a second. <laughs> My God, Man. Zach, you better uh, you better be saving these. <laughs> so there's a list somewhere that people I've got can it refer a, back to. All our, all our faithful listeners it's a Google will be, sh- uh, Google yeah, box. setting up a wiki for our wiki page. Yes. We'll have them all listed. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I can't wait to be taking uh, questions from listeners. All right. I, I'm still picturing Martin Sheen in Titanic. He could have been the captain. Floating on the table <laughs> at the end. He could have been the captain of it. Gone down with the ship. <laughs> I thought mm. the Russian guy was going to go down with the ship in this. That would have been real strange. Just like ran, like everyone else is saved, and he's like, look it. He's like, you know what? The captain goes down with the ship. He'd be like, really? <laughs> like, no, dude, we can save you. Yeah, like, it's, it's fine. Like, I think he was on. thinking about it. At the end there? He's like, I don't want to go back to the, my wife. <laughs> oh, no. He's looking at the picture. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. This and that yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, he was looking kid. at the picture. I thought he was really thinking about going down. I, yeah, I thought he was going to too, because that's a thing. Captain always goes down if there's still people on board, right? I feel like that's right. more of it's like, like an idealized version. <laughs> it's like an idealized version of things. I think the U.S. Navy would be like, you know what? That's fine. You don't have to go down with the ship, <laughs> Zach. So when we do our our boat trip. If the boat sinks, are we gonna force Doug to stay on the boat? Well, only if one of us are on the boat. So are we drawing straws or what? I mean, oh, nobody, yeah. well, the, <laughs> damn it, guys! Nobody has to stay on the boat. <laughs> we can all get off. No, because he'd literally have get, to like grip grip the steering wheel. To stay on. <laughs> we could just handcuff his body to it. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. See you later. 
you know, oh, like goodness. remember that movie, The Perfect Storm, with George Clooney? He could yeah, swam away, and he yeah, literally he looked down. and just went back in the cabin. I don't think he had much of a chance. It's a big. He storm. literally had a chance. It's like remember, Perfect Storm. the other guy had the life jacket. He could have went out there with him. And he just—he's like, "Yeah, you go first. And then the other guy went up, and he was like, "But nope. didn't, and he went didn't back no in the one cabin. didn't no one survive though? They never found a survivor, no, because that's one of those other movies based on a. Well, he probably's like, "I'd rather just die here rather than in that cold ocean." Nah, Captain Law logic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was what happened on Titanic. He was like, "I'm going down with this goddamn ship." I yes. feel like that's like old school. Uh-huh. Nowadays, it'd be like, "Get off the ship. You're more valuable to us as an right. asset." Do you guys think this movie would have been better if it were, so everything happened the exact same way it did, but at the end, it was a dream sequence, and Mikhail Gorbachev wakes up, and then it starts World War III. I thought you were going to say in Iceland. <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been better where it like wakes up, and it's Boris Yeltsin before he's president. It's like, I got to take this motherfucker down. Yes. End of the USSR. And then it starts Talk this whole, like... Um, Alternative reality trilogy. Ooh. Amazing. But I already used the dream thing, I guess, when we're talking about Crimson Tide. And Phantom. Phantom. Well, Phantom, it was all a dream, wasn't it, at the end? Oh, shoot. Why do I keep going back to this? Mm. I just really want it to happen. I feel like we're going to start getting really confused about these movies at some point because they're all very similar. Yeah. So we're going to start mixing up events all across all these things. That'll make for a good final trivia episode, won't it? Yeah, where we <laughs> ask questions about what happened in each of them. <laughs> Which movie did this happen in? Yeah. Oh, my oh, word. that's a good idea. Yeah. Which movie did we see a parakeet in? Oh, yeah. come on. There's too many. <laughs> well, that I mean, that about wraps it up for Hostile Waters. I think that's right. Um, I don't know if we have an idea for next time. Um not at this moment. Yeah, so we'll probably do it off offline. Figure yes. out the uh, movie. Okay. But for recommendations, Perfect. I mean, I'd say we're all over the place. Maybe decide for yourself. If you've listened to our other ones, you're talking about to our listeners. Yes. What to like? If they should watch this. Oh, uh, whether they should watch it or not. Yes. Uh, if they want to see what like uh, a submarine TV movie is like, it's not a bad submarine TV movie. Yeah, Good. I'd recommend it. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. they should watch it. <laughs> be prepared it's not, a, it's not a blockbuster that's true but you'll get what okay. you, you you get a submarine <laughs> if that's what you're looking for yeah if that's all you're looking for that's for goddamn sure yeah and not, in terms yeah. of time they spent on the sub it's pretty good pretty Ta- good yeah we haven't yet had one yeah. where, we're, where we're like oh not enough on the sub like I feel like if we watch Transformers last night which has a submarine section to it I mean it's like 30 minutes in a, I think it was six or seven hour long movie, if I remember. At least that's what it felt like. Um, then you might be disappointed in just how little the submarine action was in that film. Or like Valerian and the Thousand Planets. I think they have like a submarine planet, but there's like a thousand planets. So oh. it's only like one one thousandth of the movie or something. Uh, eventually we're going to be watching things like that. And then. Give it time. I mean, that of course is going to be what, like seven years in the future? Right, and I don't want to date it, but well, that that is going to be like 2007 because we're recording this in the year 2000. Yes, and we've invented podcasts. Okay, the future. Yep, <laughs> Zach fact. We Zach invented fact. podcasts. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to the fifth episode, where everybody was finally able to make it. Wow. 
It's an achievement. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.